Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Josh Shakespeare podcast. I'm Josh Shakespeare. Welcome. Welcome. Apologies if you can hear the background noise. Um, I live next to Mexicans, and it is uh, Cinco de Mayo. Um, although if you live in Los Angeles, it's difficult to tell because th- this is th- they the amount of partying and and fireworks and and music that goes on on a day-to-day basis, you, you, you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference. But I was laughing earlier. Uh, let's just get, this is get the show started. I was laughing at just uh, a video that I remembered uh, a couple of days ago. This is hands down the funniest, most dystopian, disturbing shit I can recall during the pandemic. During the pandemic... Kelly Clarkson, I didn't even know Kelly Clarkson had a show, but she did a show where Vin Diesel, the the actor Vin Diesel, debuted his new song, Feel Like I Do. That's the name of the song, right? Now, now this is what's funny is because that we were on lockdown, right? So they did a virtual concert. So they did a virtual concert. <laughs> And then, and then they had people like zoom in and and like dance to the song on the Kelly Clarkson show in the comfort of their own homes. There was a sea of monitors. There was like rows of monitors, and there were people at their people like got dressed at home to do this. This is the funniest and then saddest, most embarrassing thing. Like as a country, we had to do. Just watch this. And 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 you can just tell based on when like when Vin opens it up, you can tell he's like he's like on something. Definitely on something. He was I don't know, maybe he was like on on mar- he was on he's probably on like weed or something. Some kind of like heroin, but he was just I'm like, there's no way you talk like this all the time, dude. You're like really, really tired. So just look. All right, so this, this is the funniest Diesel, shit. Who actually has a new single dropping today? Check this out. Kelly, I am so honored to be able to debut my music on your show because you, since you first won Idol and till today have somehow maintained your authenticity, I am blessed that on a year that I would normally be on a movie set, as you know. You can just tell how pissed off he is about the virus too. He's just like, he doesn't believe in it. Another way to show you or share with you. Yeah, I just... Um, and to that end, uh, one of the people that first believed in me was Kygo. So, uh, I am now going to debut the first song. Kygo is definitely regretting being nice to him that one day, I, I guarantee. Feels like I do. I hope you like it. Why is he talking like this? And, and why is he wearing sunglasses indoors in a studio? I'm like, you know, he's wearing the same pair of sunglasses he's worn ever since he became famous 25 years ago. So look at, I just want you to look at this video. This is the funniest shit. Who goes out on a Tuesday night. Look at look at how depressing this is. And then the people just had to sway back. The people just had to sway back and forth. And 
then the, the Asian woman is trying to really get into it right now, and then the and then the whites are just kind of like swaying back and forth. They're like, no, this is really good. This is really good. There's a foreclosure on my house. My bathroom was being redone when the lockdown happened, so I can't take a shower now. There was in the middle of it. They didn't finish it yet. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I murdered my entire family before I, I tuned into the show. So, this is just, let's just replay it too, because I just, this is just funny as fuck, man. So, I mean, clearly they had a cue, right? There was like a message that was like, okay, now start dancing. Even though this, yeah, we know the song is garbage. We're all probably going to die. Most of you are probably going to die when you hang up the phone uh, via overdose or suicide. Just look look at I don't want you to look at how they're dancing. Just look at how clearly they're trying so desperately. They're like, "My god, I miss my family and friends." So yeah, that's what we did during the pandemic. During the lockdowns, they did virtual concerts, and we're going to get into that later on in the third or second segment, but that was just what we were doing. And I re I remembered this video because you ever have one of those moments where you're like um you're scrolling through your music and then you find a song that you that you got but you forgot that you had it for whatever reason. And then that that was what happened to me a couple of days ago where I was like, "Oh right, I have this song by Vin Diesel." You've never heard anyone say that before, by the way. You've never heard anyone be like, "Hey, who's your favorite musician?" and the nigga goes, "Vin Diesel. He's pretty he, he has some pretty solid tracks. I listen to it on the Hey, I listen to it on my way to work." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to it while I go to the gym. Diesel the Vin yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, so that was just what, I mean, I, that that's what I wanted to start the podcast off with, was just um, what that was during the whole pandemic and just doing all of that, which was just so hilarious. Um, and I wanted to touch on that, too, regarding the pandemic and just what went down during COVID. I said this in the last episode, too, but the whole this whole idea of comedians or truth tellers because I get this a lot as a comedian when you tell civilians oh you know I'm a stand up comedian this is what I do for fun and they go oh wow yeah you guys are like the last bastion of freedom of speech and you guys that that's another thing that's wrong too and they're like oh well you you also you guys are truth tellers that's over now that's done okay and the reason why I say this partially is because during the pandemic I knew like several comedians I'm I'm not gonna name any names but like at least three or four no, I want to say four or five comedians I either know personally or have seen go up had the same exact vaccine joke. The same exact joke where they the joke is them arguing with their friends or their family members about not wanting to get it. And the joke was, I've seen you do heroin or you did heroin. The the the, the overarching argument, which was, was that you saw many, many people during the pandemic, many pro-vaccine rapists had during the pandemic was uh, you'll take cocaine, but you won't take hair, uh, but you won't take the vaccine. You'll take heroin, but you won't take the vaccine. You'll take the, I know so many comedians that had that same joke, but, but the only difference between comedians was that they would substitute whatever the taboo unhealthy thing was for, so one would say heroin, right? But then there was like a fat black comedian. I know that went up at chocolate Sundays, the laugh factory once, and obviously she was fat, so she had to use the secret sauce at McDonald's or whatever the hell it was. It was either Burger King or McDonald's, wherever the secret sauce that was, wherever that was, she used the secret sauce. Her argument was, oh, well, no one ever asked what was in the secret sauce, and no one, right? And then the other person, and then the other comedians who have done coke are like, oh, well, you know, I've noticed that you've done coke, or I've seen you do heroin, but you won't take the vaccine now. 
the fact that so many comedians, because we're supposed to be better, we're supposed to be intellectually more superior, we're supposed to think outside the box. Every, all these comedians and all these civilians, all who had the same exact opinion and had the same exact argument, they all did not realize that the circumstances are entirely different if your job mandated you to take heroin. I have a joke on stage about this, and I think I'll post the clip later on, but, you know, my joke was, uh, I'm not going to go, like, the whole thing away, but it was just, like, that, that means that there are jobs out there mandating their employees to take heroin, essentially, right? You work at Bob's Furniture, take this heroin, or we're going to fire you, right? Do this cocaine, take the secret sauce. That None of these comedians knew that the, like, that you can't really compare someone's d- descent from taking a substance with with which they don't know what's in it in a scenario where their job literally emailed them and tell and told them if you do not take cocaine or you do not take secret sauce or you do not take heroin that we will fire you even though you've put in years and years of this job with no problem even though you've worked this job during the pandemic leading up to the vaccine mandate now it's completely different so the fact that all these comedians think exactly the same way as all of these civilians is kind of the point, like the, the whole, oh, they're true. it's not, that that's over now. Now it's just groups and groups of people that all think that they're right with the degrees and factions of the truth. So that's just essentially what it is. Hold on. Okay, so we're done. That's essentially what it was. It's just over now. And, and my favorite part about all this was just that, um, no one thought it was interesting that Aziz Hansari agreed with these people. That was my favorite part about all of this, right? was just, I don't know if I talked about this on previous episodes, but there was uh, um, <laughs> Aziz Ansari. No one thought it was interesting. No one noticed that Aziz Ansari, a comedian who got canceled for pressuring someone in a situation in which they were uncomfortable with, his season three of Master of None, brilliant show, got canceled. Uh, he then low-key quit stand-up comedy, moved to the UK for like a year or two, came back to stand-up, made a special, and then made fun of Ice Cube and Kyrie Irving for not wanting to be pressured in a situation in which they were uncomfortable with. No one thought that was hilarious. Like, I was the only one that was like, it's one of those situations where it's like, the, the joke is only funny to the smart people in the room. Like, that's not, you guys don't thought that was interesting. Like, the the left... Liberals, progressives, people who think that they're on the right side of history, whatever you want to call them, because I don't usually like to over-label people and over... Whatever you want to call these people that are of the same mentality and are of the same argument. Like, they keep doing this thing where they go, see, they it shouldn't be, see, Greta Thunberg agrees, agrees with us. It should be, fuck, Greta Thunberg agrees with us? God damn it. That's what it should be. When Aziz Ansari came out and said the same exact thing, like, oh, he does, Ice Cube doesn't want to get the vaccine, and he came to the wrong conclusion, that was just, how do you not get that, like, so, and what's funny is, like, I'm still low-key on Aziz's side regarding that story, obviously, situations like that happen all the time, but it's like, <laughs> like, how do you not, like, the the lack of self-awareness is just the, you know, this is why they called them vaccine rapists. Let me put this inside of you or we're going to fire you. And if you don't do it, you know, I have a joke about that, like on stage, low key, where it doesn't like work right now. I'm trying to like work it out. But it's just like, you know, they were essentially the same types of people back in the day during, you know, the Me Too era where it was just like, listen, you know, you can either blow me or I'm going to tell everyone that you're a whore 
or you're difficult to work with, etc., etc. And now later on, you get another version of that, which is either take this vaccine or we're going to tell everyone that you're an anti-vaxxer and that you listen to Joe Rogan and that you're you're difficult to work with, essentially, or that you made the, the workplace unsafe for everyone, etc., etc., which is untrue because, again, there are a lot many, there's a lot more factors that go into that, such as tests and socially distancing, etc., etc. So I just, thought that, I just thought that that was interesting. No one ever does that, too, by the way, where they're like, oh, fuck, man, Greta Thunberg agrees with us. That's great, right? Like, no, that's not good. That's not good at all. That's not a point for you guys. She's an autistic climate activist with Down syndrome. Do you, do, there's no, she dropped out of college and now soon, correct me if I'm wrong, but soon it's going to be Dr. Greta Thunberg. Will, will, will Greta Thunberg be a doctor soon? Hold on, let's look that up actually because I read that. Thunberg doctor. Uh, doctor, let's look that up. Yeah, she gets honorary doctorate. So, yes, is awarded an honorary doctorate from the the uh, from the theology faculty of the university. Of, yes. So the Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg, a high school dropout who is autistic, is awarded an honorary doctorate from the theology faculty of the of the University of uh, Helsinki. So now you have to refer to her as Dr. Greta Thunberg. And this is what's so funny to me is because people keep saying, oh, I trust the doctors and trust the science and trust the doctors and shit like that. And it's just like, what value does the opinion of a doctor have if Anthony Fauci is one, if Greta Thunberg is one now, if soon it's you're going to have to be like Dr. Greta Thunberg? What value is this? Because after, after Donald Trump's, after and during Donald Trump's presidency, everyone and their mother was like, well, anyone can be president. Anyone can be, no one had that same smoke for doctors. No one was like, knowing that the leading, like the third or fourth leading cause of death in America is malpractice, it's medical error, it's because a doctor did something wrong. Knowing that, no one is like, well, anyone could just be, they're just giving out these doctorates. Nigga, they just, they, free money, no one's doing, no one's doing that. We'll be right back after these commercial breaks. You have a nasty habit of surviving. surviving. Okay, now as you can see the well, welcome back. As you can see the this is episode 007, a new character that I slowly adore now, just a franchise as just uh, I'm working on a spy film as we speak. So I'm enjoying that, and just in honor of the title, just in honor of the the number of with which this episode is 007. Uh, I recently, a couple of days ago, watched Tomorrow Never Dies. I'm kind of skipping around from Bond film to Bond film just because, like, you know, you ever just, like, not watch movies just because you know you're not going to like it? You can just see the trailer and you can just look at it and be like, I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to like it. Like, you know, so I watched Tomorrow Never Dies and uh, I was right. Uh, it was enjoyable, but I didn't like it. You know, there's, like, levels to this shit. There's levels to it. Like, I, I knew it was going to be like, it, as a follow-up to GoldenEye, GoldenEye was a very solid movie. It was very fantastic. It was a great movie. But it felt like this second one was just kind of like trying to do the same thing again, but just without the emotional and, and you know, compassion behind it. Like, there was no reason for me to kind of like root for anyone. Bond was like a superhero in this movie. He just like didn't die at all. I mean, he just didn't. There was never, this, this is what separates 
a lot of the previous Bond movies to the to the Craig eras, you you kind of thought that Craig was gonna die in Casino Royale, whereas in this one. Like, I know, no matter what happened, there was a point where no matter what happened to Bond in this movie, like, I know he's going to be fine, you know? So that was just one of those situations. But I wanted to touch on the villain specifically. So the villain in Tomorrow Never Dies, his name is Elliot Carver in the movie. And he's a media mogul. And uh, I just wanted to touch on how miraculously relevant uh of a bond villain he is because this came out in the 90s and no one really just thought people thought this was too far-fetched a lot of people in the comment section also agree but just as a bond villain he says a lot of things that are absolutely still prevalent to this day that you could absolutely copy and paste and i would see someone this is the most realistic bond villain ever so let's just look at what he said what he says here but perhaps with all your jetting around you have not had chance to peruse today's headlines this is what he does. He's just a villain who makes headlines and just, you'll see. I rather like the last one. It isn't even mine. I never believe what I read in the press anyway. Uh, therein lies your problem, Mr. Bond. You see, we're both men of action, but your era and Miss Lynn's is passing. Words are the new weapons. Satellites, the new artillery. And you become the new supreme allied commander? Exactly. Caesar had his legions, Napoleon had his armies. I have my divisions. TV, news, magazines. And by midnight tonight, I'll have reached and influenced more people than anyone in the history of this planet, save God himself. And the best he ever managed... Now, this was before was social media, obviously. Yeah, quite insane. The distance between insanity and genius is measured only by success. All right, so that's the first, and then it, the rest of it goes on for a minute, but absolutely. He said, satellites are the new artillery and words are the new weapons, essentially, is what he's saying, and which is absolutely correct, which is why we're, we've sort of entered a new era, I'd say, of a very digital Cold War. It feels as though we're at digital Cold War with many, many other countries, especially seeing as how prevalent TikTok has become with what they put on social media and and you compare it to how TikTok and and other social media platforms are geared towards its citizens in other countries such as China and North Korea and South Korea etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Now provided people in North Korea don't have phones so I get that but from what I've gathered it seems as though people in like Korea, like in uh, China like the 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 algorithm rewards achieve academic and and sometimes phys physical achievements. They don't celebrate people who do like dances or anything like that. But if you've like discovered, if you've made like a new scientific discovery, that's what goes viral on TikTok in China. Whereas over here, I mean, how many quotes and how many, you know, podcasts do you need for them to just be like, yeah, listen, they, they're kind of dominating us virtually without even like attacking us. They're just allowing us to kind of retarded ourselves to death. That's what's happening right now. You walk into every store and everyone is dancing. Everyone is recording themselves going through having a moment. Everyone is like locking themselves in the bathroom of their jobs and then just like telling you what went telling you what happened at the job. So I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. That's just what it is. 
And I wanted to end the segment with, um, I just wanted you to see the funny, one of the funniest things I've ever seen a Bond villain do ever. This takes the cake. I'm so glad I watched this movie because it wasn't a good movie, good, quote unquote, but it was very enjoyable. And it was for reasons like this because I've never seen a Bond villain do this before. But there was a point, there was a part, and by the way, Michelle Yeoh has become so much more, there's been a resurgence of her popularity because of the movie she just did, Everywhere All at Once. Um, I think that's the title of it. But, so this is, she, she tries to like kick him in the movie Tomorrow Never Dies and this is his <laughs> reaction. Oh God. <laughs> oh my god oh god that's like low it's like low-key racist but that's absolutely hilarious the next bond villain if you've read any of the books you'd know that, that there's so much racism in the 007 franchise and the novels the next bond villain should just be a cold-hearted racist i would love for that if just wouldn't it be much funnier and would be more believable wouldn't it just be more digestible if the Bond villain for the last movie would just was just a steaming racist? If the because it was a black 007 in the movie where she was just, it was a woman, Lashana Lynch, I believe that's her name. If she just showed up on the island and the guy was like, "Ma'am, we don't sir, we don't have menthols here. Can we maybe get her out of here?" Um, the we don't the the. Did we schedule an orangutan exhibit today? Is that what the... Yeah, we don't. Ma'am, can you... That would just be hilarious if that was just... I, I'm sorry, but I just think that that would be hilarious to me, dude. Tr truly. I believe China has slowly taken over regarding all of this. That's another idea that I had. It's not an idea, but it's more so just... I'm reading... I, I have notes this time. So here's why I think China is slowly taking over, just because based off of what I've seen in Los Angeles. Now, I already mentioned the TikTok thing, and I've already mentioned you know, everything else, but... So if you go to China and you see how they live, the apartment complexes in China, they're practically living on top of each other. They're like living on top of each other, truly. On top, there's like, I don't know, like uh, 200 floor apartment complexes. And not many people know this, but during the pandemic, um, they welded and locked people. The, the Chinese government locked its citizens into their homes and in their apartment complexes. And, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe for those, you guys can fucking, you know, correct me in the comments. But if I remember correctly, one of the a family in an apartment complex during the pandemic, during the lockdown, uh they were welded into their house and a fire broke out and obviously they could not escape and then they died. They were, the whole family was burned alive and then that is why there were so many protests in China. And not many people remember the protests for obvious reasons because algorithmically they were hidden. But it was one of those things. So now, now take that and then come here to Los Angeles there seems to be a new apartment complex being built on every block in Los Angeles now. Um, it, especially if you've been here before the pandemic and then you were here afterwards. It just, it's, it seems as if, you know, like 50 to 100 story apartment complexes are just, that no one can afford to live in, by the way, are just being built every single day. Places are being torn down. And then in its place, a new apartment complex. Uh, 
with a home gym and a pool and a they just kind of want everyone to kind of like you know like cockroaches they're kind of like setting up traps for everyone there were uh i believe four or three uh secret chinese police stations that were busted in the united states recently i think it was in nashville or like minnesota or some shit we'll pull that up in post by the way this may be an audio only episode i just want to put that out. I still haven't decided yet, but this may be an audio only episode just because the amount of work that went into editing the last episode, I had to take some time out of doing the things that I normally like to do regarding stand up and just having a social life that I had to sacrifice. Now, mind you, yes, as a part of being a successful stand up comedian and actor and writer and director and fucking podcaster at this point now, you will have to yeah, sacrifice going out and hanging out with people. And, but, you, you know, you, you want a life. So that's just a side note. Now, yes, there, was, there were a couple of secret, there were secret Chinese police stations. Now, I was in a debate with someone on social media recently where I was like, listen, I, I would argue that many, many people would benefit from starting their own militia in their neighborhoods because it's just so unsafe now. Um, and I had to look this up because of the debate because I was winning. But apparently I didn't know this. it's illegal to do that. You can't just kind of like, form your own militarized game <laughs> but for like neighborhood safety it has like the government or like your local uh, uh law enforcement has to step in to some degree to monitor the situation and yeah um i recommended doing that i think black people should have their own police stations in secret but they busted several chi- secret chinese police stations how bad is the black on asian crime that they needed their own police stations to tackle the issue um let's see what else uh yeah autumn i can't read my own handwriting everything is just uh yeah uh another thing too so if you go around Los, it is another reason is i have like a small list so there's like four or five things in here very fairly very big things the third or fourth or fifth reason I think that China is slowly taking over or has already taken over is everything is electric now. Everything is digital. Everything is just like a scan this and swipe that. Everything is like a hold your peen, hold your asshole up to this and then, and, and then the transaction will go through. That's a new thing that I'm seeing now everywhere, all the time, all at once. And, it's, and this is why it's very dangerous for me in particular. This is why I get very uneasy uh, the more we become a cashless society because um, Chris Stefano, brilliant, funny comedian on a podcast once said it. He was like, imagine if they just shut down Uber for a day. Like you would just have a bunch of people just standing and not going anywhere, not doing anything. Everything is just too digital. It's just it's just when, when things can just easily shut down, when the system can just shut down and not take anything anymore, and transactions can no longer be um, sanctioned. That's just very dangerous to me. That's just how I knew. Maybe China has already taken over. And then lastly, this is my favorite one too. It's not necessarily China because this is more Japanese. But if you go around Los Angeles, everyone has Japanese shit on their car. Teslas, Toyota Corollas, Camrys, Dodges, pickup trucks regular SUVs, they all have anime characters somewhere on the car, stickers, dice, um, 
rear view mirror hangers, right? On the back, the, the things on the, whatever you call them, car nuts, whatever the hell, they have that on the back of the car. Um, yeah, so just, it's just that. It's just, I'm seeing a lot of Japanese anime cartoons now. We went from, yes, Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans had, was an anime type of show, but it was more masculine presenting. Whereas now you have this like squeaky, plush toy, Hello Kitty anime version of, of every cartoon we grew up watching from Ben 10 to Teen Titans to sometimes Batman, to the Justice League. It's a very walk around and talk type of show as opposed to what it was when we were growing up, which is was the beginning of the episode was what's the mission, and then the rest was just the, the heroes going through some sort of physical or psychological trauma, which was just very, it was like watching a comic book. But now it's just like this very like kitty, uh, like our national anthem now should just be uh, ah, uh, with the two peace signs like in every anime like uh, that should be our national anthem our national anthem should just be anime now uh, ah, uh, sexy jitsu uh, that, that's what it should be now truly welcome to america last week on Amer on the united states of america because I can't put it out there so that she could get married. Remember that? Remember that intro to Naruto? That was such a good intro. That was my favorite, hands down. That and then Naruto Shippuden's closer, right? You know, the closer you get to something, and the tougher it is to see. And I'll never take it for granted. Let's go. That should be the national anthem now. Might as well. Everyone has Japanese shit on their cars. We'll be right back after these messages. Royal Beluga, north of the Caspian. These, these shows, these episodes go by so fast, don't they? All right. So, uh-huh. Uh, do you live in a dystopia? This was something I made, I wrote, a while back that I just came back to that I discovered that I had. I didn't even I completely forgot that I had this, that I even wrote this. But I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm assuming I wrote this like maybe a year and a half ago when shit was really, really crazy. But I just wanted to know, just based off of wherever you live and the things that you see on social media, I thought it'd be an interesting segment, an interesting, a cool thing to do, where I list a bunch of things and you tell me if this me if this fits the criteria of a dystopia and if you've personally seen this in person or on social media, and um, yeah, God help us all. So I'm just going to start. So just I, I literally titled it, Do You Live in a Dystopia? Do you live in a dystopia? Find out after 11. So here we go. So number one, drive-by strip clubs. You, you saw this during the pandemic. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. During the, When the lockdowns first started, there was a drive-through where the women would be dancing on poles with masks on, and you would, and you would like, I think, cash app them money. And then they would like maybe sit on the hood of your car and then leave a stain. That's number one. Clearly mentally 
clearly mentally unstable people are celebrities. Entities, media, for example, famous for getting things incredibly wrong, have decided to penalize people who get things wrong. Astoundingly narrow-minded people have loyal supporters. Number four, that's number four. Number five, your local coffee shop has stickers on the ground telling you exactly where to stand approximate to the person beside you. Number six, there are so many warning signs outside of a business, you're concerned if you're even allowed to breathe. Number seven, social media platforms encourage challenges, quote unquote, that likely will kill you. Number eight, warning labels on products have become more and more extensive and specific. Number nine, history seems to keep repeating itself. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Number 10, ideologies that outsource accountability have become popular. That's a little bit nebulous, but... Number 11, machines deliver food that could be retrieved blocks away. Yes, so like literally get, as someone who used to work, at, you know, being an Uber Eats driver, like I'd be like, you could literally just go walk around the corner to this store and then get it yourself. And when I would bring it to the door, it'd be fully able-bodied people. It'd be like some kid that was like 20 years old that would take the food. So it's not like there was one time where I did have to take uh, food to an apartment complex where the person that answered the door was in a wheelchair. And I'm like, okay, now you have a good excuse. That is a good excuse. But if you're like fucking, if I can see the bike in the back, if I can see the bike on the wall of your apartment, fucking get up and, and do it yourself. Number 12, things that have already been proven to be true or false are now up for discussion. <laughs> uh, number 13, people have very passionate and visceral emotional responses to certain things, but can't explain why. Number 14, there appears to be a worldwide obsession to erase or obfuscate the past. Everyone is now renting to own everything for the rest of their lives. That's number 15. Excuse me. And now we kind of go off the handles. There appears to be no recourse for companies' incompetence that has severely damaged and or cost the lives of millions of people. So that would be like asterisks, you know, Anthony Fauci, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson. Nearly every TV show or movie is trying to convince you to believe something very, 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 very specific about a very, very specific group or thing. Back then, messages were more like, I could take this with me when I left the movie theater. Whereas now, when you leave, it's like, when you see a group of people, you you're now in condition to think a certain way, as opposed to where you're like, "Gee, yeah, back in the day, you were like, "Gee, I hope that doesn't happen to me," or "Ooh, I wish I could do that." Now it's like, "Oh fuck, blacks are here." Things like clothing have become so expensive; paying in increments is now an option. Every website you go on to now is like you can pay forty, fifty to a hundred dollars. You can pay $600,000 for this jacket or you can pay in increments of 50 for the rest of your life. 
Ideologies that ensure you'll never be happy have become popular. Objective reality and facts have now become opinions and are up for interpretation. Children are being treated like adults. So a couple of days ago, they found two 10-year-olds working at McDonald's. I'm not kidding. They like were literally working there and taking people's orders. So that's your that's what you get in this country. You either get a machine, like you either get a giant iPad that they have to keep renovating and repairing because homeless people keep licking it and 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 punching it and, and hitting it with a bat. Or you have uh the rugrats taking your 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 order. Yes, can I get two um you know McRibs and, and one uh quarter pounder, please, with cheese? No no bacon, thank you. Teachers are constantly getting in trouble for being caught doing something they shouldn't in a classroom. <laughs> that's that's everything. That's every teacher now. Let's let's reread that one. Teachers are constantly getting in trouble for being caught doing something they shouldn't be doing in a classroom. The average citizen for some reason lacks basic the average citizen, for some reason, lacks basic mathematical, geographical intelligence and mobility. Pharmaceutical intervention is seen as the answer to every problem. ATMs now broadcast exactly how much money you have to the public. Now, there was this art museum where like people with the most to least amount of money in their bank account took photos, and then that photo on the ATM was broadcasted on the digital ATM. So there was like one guy who had like a billion dollars, who was like a billionaire at this event, and his and he was at the top of the list, and the people who had zero dollars in their bank account were at the bottom of the list. And I'm like, there are so many easier ways to kill yourself. Why would you, why would you do that? Why would you do that, truly? So do you live in a dystopia? I think that was that was it. And yeah, so that was it. So now we're going to wrap this segment up. There was a man who won a poker tournament. Let's do like G. There was a man who who identified as a woman that won a poker tournament. They put a bounty on it. They the it was an all female poker, poker tournament. Now, I, you know, I just want to say I mean what wow. Just wow. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. I mean, we're just going to wrap this show up right now. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate that. I'm a bit out of it, a bit under the weather right now. I'm also starving. So please excuse if this episode wasn't as funny or as informative or if it felt I was rushing. Please excuse that. I also don't. We're not going to get into that now. Anyway, please like, comment, share, subscribe on the video. Um, let me know what you want to talk about in the next couple of videos. Please send me things on Instagram. Um, friend me on Facebook. This is something very important. Please friend me on Facebook. Uh, friend me on Facebook. Uh, I am now uh, taking friend requests. I do. Uh, I, I tell a lot more jokes on there on social media. Uh, f- follow me on Instagram. That's another big one. That's another biggie. Um, I do make playlists for fun. Uh, submit videos. I will react to them and I'll give you a shout out on the show. Uh, other than that, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. 
please uh, enjoy my favorite song as the outro to this episode. I listen to it almost every single day on my way to, to work and go to the gym and stuff like that too. So um, thank you guys and we'll see you next week. <laughs>